All audio podcasts for One Team, One Podcast are brought to you by Bank of England Mortgage. Talk to Patrick Michelson at Bank of England Mortgage, 225-939-9878, or visit boesouthernstates.com. That's Bank of England Mortgage, a proud partner of One Team, One Podcast. I'm Cole Tracy, former LSU kicker. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. One team, one podcast back, episode 131, chilly, chilly Baton Rouge day, um, but uh, lots to talk about. Uh, we just uh, got out of the Florida week, big win on the road in Gainesville. Uh, we were just calling it off of the pod. We were just calling it fuck Tom Petty day. Um, so um, yeah, fuck you, Tom Petty. Uh, yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> um all right so we're going to talk a little bit about that we're going to go into um obviously Ole Miss week huge game now um and we I don't know if we re- even realize like okay beating Florida on the road the way we look to and like if it was going to set up this kind of game like at home now with Ole Miss but we'll talk about all that uh we're going to go into we're going to talk a little Mount Rushmore of LSU uh Mount LSU uh, that was a hot one today. I stirred the pot big time on that one. Um, and then um, maybe some old uh, old Miss games. We'll talk about that. But first, got to have a big, big shout out to Fred's. Uh, Fred's Bar, Tigerland. Um, they're going to have a huge weekend. Um, and actually, it starts it starts tomorrow. You, you may tell me, Jack, if you remember that. But I think they have like a uh, – they're going to have a meet and greet on Friday. Um are you you trying to look at me over the yeah yeah <laughs> i know megan will be there uh they're gonna have a few people in town uh they're also gonna have um we're, they're also opening the barstool sports book at Loberge. um big cat actually flies in i think the, later at night i don't know who all is going to be at fred's tomorrow night but i think it'll be popping but then yeah. saturday morning um will be off the off the off the roof like i know i talked to nay they're doing drink specials from 8 to 11 um and then they're gonna have the um the barstool college football show at 12 30 and he said that'll probably be like 45 minutes to an hour so after that after it's done everybody can kind of start doing the migration to the stadium after that but um will be huge i'm sure i already know i mean already i watch the show all the time but of course brandon walker casey smith big cat and dave fucking dave is gonna fly into fred's which is unbelievable he's been posting about it all week and um uh, i'm sure mincy will be there megan making money all the regulars big ev um i think hank's gonna be in town like stuff like that like hank fucking hank is gonna be there so if you follow barstool you know who we're talking about uh but big shout out to those guys go check it out it's gonna be a wild scene before the game uh urge everybody to go out there we'll be out there doing some interviews so if you see us uh say hello um Okay, so also, also big shout out to uh, Bank of England Mortgage, uh, one of our main sponsors. 
They're our audio sponsor for all of our podcasts. We appreciate Patrick and Bank of England. Uh, 225-810-1805. Go to their website, boesouthernstates.com. You can apply for a refi, mortgage, or if you just want to ask, ask some questions, you can actually use their comment page. You can do all that stuff online. Uh, we appreciate Bank of England Mortgage and uh, River City's Total Maintenance. Uh, Lucas Ragusa at, at River City's Total Maintenance. I talked to him uh, yesterday, actually. We were talking about um, the Ole Miss game and how it shakes out. Um, River City's Total Maintenance, they, they handle, obviously, AC work, uh, if you know the River City's Baton Rouge name, but they're in New Orleans, New Orleans in the North Shore area. Um, but they'll do uh, AC repair, heater repair. You're going to need to check that out right now, especially with the temperatures going down. Uh, but they can also handle plumbing, electrical, stuff like that as well. So give them a call, 504-841-3300, nola-ac.com. Okay, so let's get right into it. Uh, Florida. Um, I don't think I've talked. I love doing these now. Uh, we used to do these like reaction shows. And yeah. we kind of stopped doing it. Life just happens now. But yeah, just, I like to know, like, okay, so it's Wednesday. I haven't even talked to you about the game or, like, haven't even we haven't even really debriefed about it. Mm -hmm. Fire off your thoughts of the Florida game. Yeah, it's a, it, it, I enjoy the Sunday shows um, because it's like I get to say all my knee-jerk stuff. Yeah, um, but now you now have time to think about it. I've told people, well, yeah, that too. But I've also just like, I've told people at the office, my knee jerk reaction stuff so much that I'm like sick of hearing myself say it <laughs> at this point. But uh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, you score a touchdown on the first six times you have the ball. That's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> I like that. Uh, defense was better than uh, the scoreboard indicates, I think. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you, you had. They scored on four possessions, really, and then they had we gifted them another with the muff punt, which we can get to later. Um, you know, it's just if the offense can play like that, then we're gonna beat most teams. We we should win all except for that November fifth game, yeah. uh, and even that's on the board if we're playing on this well on offense. So, especially uh, on defense too. Yeah, if the defense steps up and plays plays hard, ah, fuck plays hard. Yeah, no, for sure. That's and, you know, the defense got stops whenever it needed to. I it was like even when they got it to seven points late in the game, uh, which you know uh, shouldn't have happened, but whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Even at that point, I was like, okay, but they're not going to stop us because when we needed a score, we got a score. When we needed a stop, we got a stop. It just it felt yeah. um, felt very safe. I felt very safe the whole game because I knew Jaden Daniels could pretty much do whatever he wanted. Yeah, after so I I mean obviously I think anybody. Uh, that's an LSU fan. When it when it was seven nothing Florida, you kind of shit your pants a little bit, and you're like, "Oh fuck, here we go." Yeah, oh, um, for sure. no, I, I, honestly, fourteen to seven, I was still like, Ugh, "Fuck, this is not good." Uh, mm -hmm. But um, after when we got to fourteen fourteen, I felt a little bit more comfortable because I was like, "Okay, we can move the ball, we can score points." That's like a game changer. Last time, the last time I freaked out was uh, I'll I'll be honest, I freaked out for the muff punt too. So I freaked out three times. Okay. And then after that, it was we were all good. Uh, what was the score during the month when the month happened? Uh, it was 14 all. Oh, no, we, 14 okay. All. There you go. So, um, got it to 21 14. Uh, it, I, I didn't even freak out for the Anthony Richardson long run. I didn't like it, but yeah, I didn't like it either. But I didn't like go, oh, fuck, we're screwed. Blah, well, because at that point, Florida hadn't had a single stop 
during that run. Like, yeah, that was before I think Florida got their first stop right after that run. Yeah, yeah. we um, yeah, we didn't we didn't punt the ball at all in the first half. No, no. Um, it was like late third quarter that we finally punted. Um, all right. And speaking then, of speaking of not punting in the first half, and uh, this has nothing to do with the punter, but Kayshawn Butte, they they came out today with a video of um, first of all, he was like a practice guy this week, and they awarded him for that. Then uh, talking about how he's stepping up as a leader, and then he's like doing the halftime speech yeah. at the team, and he's telling him, "Hey, just keep going. This is what we're talking about." Like fucking a. Like talk about uh, like last week what we were talking about with Eli Ricks and we, we were using I was using Kayshawn Booty a lot with that, but like that is like the definition of culture change right there. Like that's character. Ex- exactly. But it's also like the I think about the program. Like the, I mean, do these guys fucking do that shit in the last two years? I mean, I if not, we never videoed it. Like I don't think I've, I've I don't remember ever seeing the halftime speeches like that at all from our media yeah, team. There's um, been a lot. I feel like a lot more social media content from the, uh, you know, the Twitter inside. The, it's because of that LSU gold stuff. Yeah. LSU gold. Yeah. LSU gold's big. It's because they're selling it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to, yeah, they're trying to get some money out of us. Um, kind of like what, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney are doing in Wrexham where they're just like, all right, we're yeah. going to have a camera follow you fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Great so show, by the way. That is awesome. those, uh It's a really that. good. Like uh, I, that's that's the show I like uh, when I go home for lunch and only have like thirty minutes. I watch uh, a Wrexham. Uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Wrexham on Hulu. Good. Oh, yeah. uh, great that's plug. Good. Um, they're not sponsoring us, but yeah. um, okay. So also, uh, Jaden Daniels. I know you talked about it a little bit, yeah. but like fucking a like historic performance. This fan. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. That is um. Just- it, he could do whatever he wanted. And okay. do you feel, and that this is kind of how I feel. I think if you have any semblance of a running game like they had, it opens everything up. And I think they're just a completely different team if they can run the ball. Yeah, yeah. We've been That's saying cool. that since Auburn, though, right? It's we had the running game going in Auburn, and that's what's one that that won us the game, right? Yeah, but we didn't have a lot of the passing just because our guys weren't getting open. There was a lot of hands going around, but it made all the difference this week because we had the passing game going. Our guys right. were getting open. Kayshawn was making guys miss. So it's like Mike Dembrock is slowly cooling his seat down, right? It's like right. a lot of, I mean, we were talking about it last week, right? We were talking about this is not like, is Mike Dembrock the guy offensively for us now? After yeah. uh okay um i even heard i even heard there was a guy that came in that i work at the tv station there was a guy that walked in the tv station a former lsu football player i won't say his name but um there apparently they were doing an interview and i think one of the questions the first question was hey w- w- what'd you notice what was the big difference and he said you notice that play sheet in coach's hand right so brian kelly had a play sheet in his hand mm-hmm. uh things changed a little bit yeah they and asked, they asked him they asked kelly that. about it yeah. Him, and what did he say? It was he situational. Said, I, th- he said, "I call all the great." He, I uh, he said, "I call the great plays." I yeah. <laughs> front, Mike calls the good plays. I call the great plays. I think is what he said. <laughs> I like that. Uh, he said that is yeah. It's situational, like Charlie yeah. said. Like, yeah. Uh, fourth quarter, we're down. We're up by one. It's fourth and one. Go for it, right? That kind right. of stuff. What's our go for it play? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. 
I, I thought that that was uh, I thought that was very telling. You got a little feedback, Jackie. I don't know if you know that or somebody does. I don't know who that, who has it, but uh, it's coming back on me. Anyway, maybe it's not wrong. I hear it too. Um, so I um I I noticed that difference of like a little bit of a yeah, I'm, it sounds good. Uh, I think a little bit of a difference of um just the explosiveness of it. I don't know. I don't know if. It, but yeah. again, I, I don't know how much to contribute to that or how much to contribute to like, okay, you've opened up the run and then all of a sudden the pass is going to be open. Uh, he's he's able to scramble. There was a few times where Jaden Daniels scrambled and he could have handed it off and they could have scored either way. Yeah. Um, so I, there was a few of those that was like, oh, shit. Like, um, I, I, maybe I'm not used to seeing a Florida defense this bad either. I don't know. I think there's a lot of – a couple of yeah. things there. A lot of people are saying that the Florida defense is just bad, but I don't know if it's as much that – I, mean, I think it's as bad as Auburn, and we saw what happened against Auburn. And Auburn's defense isn't bad. I Auburn, mean, these are still the difference is, is like, Auburn was a much better run defense than a pass defense, whereas Florida is a much better pass defense than a run defense, right? Yeah. Okay, but like, okay, Florida gave up, I think, offensively, only 19 points to Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At, the, at the same place we just played them. They gave up 26 to Utah, who has a real good offense. They scored 43 against USC mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, they gave up only – I mean, you know, they didn't play well against Missouri, but they only gave up 14 points to them. You know, the, their defense is good. It's, yeah. it's good defense. It's not bad. And we still scored 45 points and probably could have picked our score. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I, it was a fun – very exciting game to watch. Um, I agree. I I, I yeah. thought it could have been worse than what it was. Like we we only won by ten, and we probably should have won by mm-hmm. yeah, twenty. No. We were, you know, at least fourth quarter. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like seeing that. Obviously, um, I think there was at one point we were both. We, I think you had tweeted something, Jack, about like, great, now we can we can move the ball on offense, and now our defense can't stop anybody. Yeah, um, that was kind of the thought in the first half. That um, was yeah. the first quarter when I was just like, you know, beside myself, couldn't. Didn't have a good read on the game so far. Yeah, yeah, right. No, we got one of our best man cover corners playing uh, nickel safety. So it's like, what's going on on the back end with injuries? Too much stuff on the back end, I think. And too much, you said. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no. I think the communication's bad. I agree. Because everyone's moving around so much. Everyone has a new position every week. Yeah, you I know, think the communication is rough at the beginning of the game. Plays anymore? Where's Joe Foucher playing? I don't even know. Uh, moves every week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, with Greg Brooks, it, it reminds me a little bit of the Saints too, where um, it, it maybe not so much because I think we get a good pass rush. Uh, the Saints don't get a good pass rush. It leaves their defensive backfield exposed, and it's almost like okay, if. Um, if you are getting a good pass rush and we still have problems in the back end, then that's really bad miscommunication. Um, it's not like these guys are just on islands and or whatever. Like I, I, I agree. I, and I think that was one of the um, one of the things that we had talked about before the season was like, okay, communication should be probably pretty good, right? Like we have a whole bunch of seniors. I know they hadn't been together or whatever, but like they're all experienced people, right? So. I don't know. I think that was uh, surprising for me as well. And it looked like they were playing really well, like uh, Mississippi State and all that. I mean, we had all that. We yeah. had a, we had a great 
game plan with them and to see it not work against Florida or like to look this bad against Florida. That's, that's surprising. Um, I don't know. And, and I, the big part is just the fucking tackling. Like we yeah. talked about the long quarterback run. I mean, that was what four, that was bad. six missed tackles. Just for sure. Nobody's trying to wrap up. I mean, everybody's trying to strip the ball. I don't even know what some uh, Jay Ward. I don't know what the hell he did on that play. He looked like he was just lost. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the tackling's just he's just well, a flip of a coin with his play though it's been wild because it's like one game especially mississippi state right he's tackling everybody it's like he's freaking like uh it's like he's like a lasso rope oh hi ellie um oh, hey ellie and in there. he like he's making plays left and right and then he just moves out for florida and auburn i think it was just like he's trying to hit stick everybody like he's in madden and he's pissed off and losing and He's yeah. just trying to nail somebody to make it fun, and he's missing all the time. His problem, though, that he's just moving around too much. His position changes every week. Possibly. I mean, I, I'm sure that's not uh, they they can't help, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they are. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like they just need to. Well, so all right, like, maybe maybe switching gears a little bit. Um, Florida had. It feels like Florida should have had more of a run heavy offense but um i don't know i don't think florida's offense was very good at all if you're if you're watching you can see ellie giving charlie a really hard time if you're listening yeah you won't know you won't know what's happening uh right now if you're listening but ellie is giving charlie the business i just totally giving him the business uh so anyway um there hey ellie um she's over here now um okay so um moving on to the Ole Miss game. Huh? Are y'all in separate rooms? Yeah. I thought that y'all were right next to each other. Nope. No. Like the last seven weeks. I'm okay. in the sun room. Okay. And now call it the podcast room. Okay. And then he's in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> studio. So, I um, I realized that. Anyway, so going over to the Ole Miss game, uh, the difference to me with Ole Miss is that they are so run heavy. Yeah. And they spread it out. They're so run heavy. I don't know if I mean, I know this. We haven't played a team like this. Like we played we played a passing spread um a couple of times. Um but we haven't played anything like this where they can just run it, run it, run it um and spread you out and run it. And I fucking love this offense. Love it. That's really good. Uh, they are, and they, they. Can you imagine if they had a passing attack to go along with it? I mean, they just Dart, Dart just not is not as good of a player, obviously, as Matt Corral. But like, um, I just yeah. feel like they could have they could have something better. Um, but they're just they're so Dart, dominant on the run. I don't think Jack and Dart is bad. I don't either. No. I don't, I don't either. Are bad, I think, which is I what think. scares me the most about this game is I if we do stop the run, which we're gonna have to. To, to stop the run, we're going to have to sell out to stop the run, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then that's going to leave our corners in one-on-one situations. And uh, I guess we'll see how they do. Because uh, last last time that happened was against Tennessee, and they torched us. Obviously, Ole Miss doesn't have the passing attack that Tennessee does. But I was about to say, it's like how many yeah. dynamic receivers do uh, you see that, them having? I, I was like, I maybe one, right? I like Mingo. Uh, and then, you know, it's just it's a Lane Kiffin offense, so – he knows yeah. how to keep guys open. Um, he just knows how to game plan, and yeah, that's, was, that's, that's what scary. I'm worried about. Is like that's what scares me. 
picking picking you apart somewhere that where you know like what was that what was that line about um uh, it was a couple of years ago where well actually was was it last year it might have been last year after the Ole Miss game where oh, uh, apparently he Lane Kiffin calls Ed Ogeron and says hey Ed you guys run the same fucking defense every play mm, like, yeah, was, like how fucking embarrassing is that right like um I mean he. he but he just he if you're gonna do that and you're gonna have some like miscommunication in the backfield, you don't think he sees that already on film? Like, yeah, that it, this guy's just a master game plan guy. So, right, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, I was actually watching like a preview earlier. It was um, it might have been Josh Pate. I don't know. I watched like five different ones. Um, but I, it just hit me that like this what this offense reminds me of is um like 2006 2007 Arkansas. Oh, I like that with uh McFadden mm-hmm. and um two just absolute lightning running backs and then like <sighs> a decent passing game to complement it. All right, so let me tell you this. I watched a couple of Ole Miss games this year and I was scared to death when they got Zach Evans. Evans so yeah. Zach Evans out of high school, number 1 running back in the country, complete fucking head case. Everybody just bailed on him because he had quit his own high school team. It was just ridiculous. But a freak. Freak. Absolute freak. Uh, number one running back in the country. He was all, yeah. Under Armour All-American, even though he quit his high school team. It was just crazy. He quit his high school team, and I still wanted him to come to LSU. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, Look, Ed Ogeron was like, eh, I don't know about your character. Like, that should tell you <laughs> something right there. <laughs> so he goes to TCU. He goes to TCU, lights it up one year, goes to Ole Miss, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this league is fucked. Yeah. Like, all, he, Lane Kiffin's got Zach Evans. Well, let me tell you, he got a new running back named Judkins that I didn't even know who he was like three or four weeks ago. It's already He's supposed to be unfair. He might be yeah. the best running back in the fucking league. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. I'm like, who is this kid? Where did he come from? Charlie, you may know. I don't even know. I like oh, was he a, I'm assuming he's a four star at least. Like, holy crap. Like, this is unbelievable. Uh, let me look it up. But let me just say Lane Kiffin knows how to protect this quarterback's problems. He's from the first couple games, the first couple games a lot of people talked about. He had a lot of problems. And it Dart, you're talking, just, Dart you're talking about, right? Yeah. Dart, yeah. Lane saw it, but protecting it. Like, uh, say he couldn't hit the five and out, right? The long, like, or was it, what's the longest throw I can throw the five and out to the uh, field, right? Yeah. Couldn't hit it. So not going to throw it anymore. It's not a part of the route tree, right? It's like he's protecting this guy on another level with play calling. Well, and he still does, he still runs the ball. So Jackson, yeah. Jackson Dart did not run the ball much at UC, USC just because it's just not Spread what their offense, offense yeah. was. But now he's able to run the ball a little bit more. And all they're doing is just, giving you one more thing to think about um and i saw him yeah. even against auburn like i mean auburn's not a great defense but they were, he was popping you know 15 20 yard runs yeah. things like that against auburn so you know um say again you know who it reminds me of who joe burrow casey dick oh casey dick with with arkansas oh my god it's, it's dude it's the same offense just like 2022 version it's yeah it's like the spread of it yeah. Whereas they were basically running a fucking wing T right. uh, at the time. I don't know um, who Hillis is, but. Yeah, that's true. We, there's no Peyton Hillis. Holy shit. You just gave me nightmares of that game. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I agree with you. Like, you you try to stop that run. 
Uh, they're going to try to pop something on you. I think I'm also worried about like um, uh, some kind of trick play. I, I just think that I think of Lane, Lane Kiffin as like he's going to produce and he's going to get points over his fucking dead body. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to score points on you. And that's what I'm worried about with this with this game is, okay, can we fucking start early? Can we start, can we start quick? Like, I understand you wanted to take the ball and you, you, it bounces off somebody's fucking helmet or whatever. Like, can we start fast? And meaning, like, can you get a stop? and score like i think i think maybe brian kelly's learned his lesson of like not uh taking the ball first i don't know if he if if that was his call last week or not if he deferred or whatever but like fucking defer i want the ball in the second half but at the same time i want to start fast yeah I, i mean i i liked the mentality of taking the ball first against tennessee because it was just like you wanted to make a statement score and all that but now that like we have these special teams issues, it would just be it'd be really nice to have the ball for a second half. Yeah. I don't know. I do y'all want to talk about the special teams issues? I don't even know if I have the energy for it. Either. I don't know. Uh but yeah, we can. I'm not interested in talking about Polian because like um there's all these people that are saying, uh, you know, I don't know if uh it's his fault he can't make the guy catch the ball, which is true, but like when it happens over and over again, like his job's got to be in question, even if we go the rest of the year without a single issue. Yes. Um, I, I think Polian is probably either gone or we'll have to take another staff position and you bring in a real special teams coach. I think he's a great recruiter and I think he probably has some, like some other, um, program related um things that he's really good at and this just isn't it he's not a good on field uh special teams coach but i don't think he's gonna want to take a demotion i mean he's fucking brian polian he's bill polian's son i mean i don't think this is a guy who's thinking that he's going to not be a higher level coach at some point in the future i just don't know where he fits right now and i I don't know how I here's what I was crazy. It was crazy. Like when we start, we start obviously during the game, you're just like, fucking, what are we doing? Like, we got to fire this guy, right? Like, it's just terrible. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, this wasn't on him. Uh, there's a Brian, Brian Polian apologists out there yeah. that are like, oh, how, how can you blame that? I mean, he just bounced off his helmet or whatever. Like, how many fucking things do you need to see? Yeah. Like, I totally. I mean, uh, Oh, I, you don't think I think Malik Neighbors is a good receiver and can catch the ball? Absolutely. You don't think Jack Best can catch the ball? Absolutely, he can. Uh, can you block a field an extra point? Yeah, you can. Um, but why are these things keep happening every week? Like, yeah. I mean, it, there's a common denominator. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and to to I mean, a lot of the drop stuff. It's like I can defend some of it. You know, like Malik Neighbors, I liked picking him as the punt returner. And then I even liked sticking with him after he muffed the first one, uh, you know, just to not absolutely destroy the kid confidence-wise. But then after he drops the second one, you obviously have to snip it. Um, I liked picking Jack Besh as the punt returner because I thought he'd be a very sure-handed guy. Um, I agree. But again, I like not just cutting him loose after he drops one. But then Correct. after you drop the second one, you got him. 
Exactly. And I and so in that right. I don't blame Polian, but it's like it's the uh, it's obviously the, the Florida State game that's on him entirely. It's, I mean, well, this is three muff punts and one. Or did did Clayton have one? Three muff punts, one muff kickoff. Yes, yeah. but did Clayton have anything that I remember? He just did stupid shit by like bringing it out like five yards deep into the end zone because he's trying okay. to prove he should be on the team. Um, Quinshawn Judkins, by the way, uh, three star, three star running back that looks like fucking better than Tank Bigsby at this point. Yeah, unbelievable. True freshman. True freshman. Um, also, that second muff punt, Jack Besh concussion. Like no ifs ands or buts about it. He got nailed on that. You need so a fair it, catch it. But it, it hits it hits him first and yeah. it bounces off of him and then he gets hit and then he's saying he got a concussion after that. Oh, right. did you not see Brian Kelly talking to him after that? Yes, I did. It, he was sitting there like he couldn't look That's Brian Kelly in the crying. face. He's looking at the lights. He's No, I, I get it. Got hit in the head. Oh, uh, yeah. Because he dropped to his knees to try to get it back and a dude just launched yes, yeah, right into him. But um, Yeah, we I was mad as well. I was, I was upset as well. Um, um, but and, I and, you know, and, and I, I mean, that, that was weird. Yeah, he must have had a concussion. That makes so much sense now. And we're the biggest fucking Jack Besh fans there are. We're, <laughs> we're the we're the Jack Besh Stan podcast, right? Like, so if Jack if, Besh is muffing punts and kickoffs, like, I don't think it's him. Like, I'm sorry. I just think that I, at this point we can roll out Odell Beckham, and I think he's gonna fucking muff a punt it. For us at this point, because he's not coached right. Um, I just I I don't have any other. I don't know how you can make excuses for this guy at this point. Like this is just a not well coached special teams. And kind of adding on to that, I don't know how much y'all have paid attention to our punt team, but Jay Bramblett is nailing the fucking ball yes. and out kicking his coverage ninety percent of the time. And that and actually, uh, an Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly mentioned that in a press. Yeah. I don't know if it was this one or the week before, but it was like. And, um, it, it was a bad. It was against. It was a Tennessee game where he yeah. he had a, a huge punt. Guy fields it and our co- he out kicked our coverage. Um, a, a good return. He was like, "What's what's better at, for me? Is it a sixty yard punt with a really good return? Uh, we out kicked our coverage, or is it a forty yard punt with great hang time and things like yeah. that? Like, so there's things that they're working through, and I think Bryce, <laughs> huh? Absolutely, it's coaching. Like I think it's Brian Kelly is now like uber fo- focused on a couple of things. He's uber focused on offensive play calling. We can't get stalled, and he's also probably really focused on special teams at this point. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I don't I don't know what the answers are on special teams. I think we saw some answers on offense, but I haven't seen shit on special teams yet. We we know a guy who never outkicked his coverage. Oh yeah, oh happy boy. <laughs> Zach von Rosenberg. I yeah. wonder if that's because he couldn't kick his cover. Well, <laughs> I think the thing with Zach is, is Zach had a lot of hang time on his balls, man. Zach's Zach oh. kicked that thing and it went fucking high. Zach's balls were smooth, uh, long, round. Settle down. Uh, <laughs> like a baby's elderly. bottom. They were like a baby's bottom. Older, but... <laughs> uh, okay, so. We were talking about Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss coming into Death Valley, two thirty CBS game. I, w- I wish it was night, but whatever. Next game, 
most well, likely is Alabama at night yep, on yeah. ESPN, which is like, 100%. this is oh. fantastic. I mean, heard, Tennessee, Tennessee Georgia, Tennessee, be Georgia being um, the CBS game. Oh, Tennessee, Georgia is that fucking week. Tennessee, Georgia is 1000% CBS game. Yes. It's like, no doubt. It's Sweet. the biggest game. Does CBS not have a six o'clock? I'm so confused. No, no, they already used their one prime time. Their one prime time was the uh, A&M Alabama game. <laughs> exactly. Preseason, so they picked the uh, Saban, uh, okay. Saban Jimbo feud. Yes, because they had to pick a preseason. But yeah. they didn't know they didn't know Tennessee was going to be as good as they are now yeah. or whatever. I, but I thought they always got a six o'clock game. My bad. I, they do. I don't know why. They you just have to pick no. One one year, one time a year, they have it's a seven o'clock game and they uh, do a double header. And uh, um, it's th- this year they picked the Alabama Texas A&M game to right. use that, that double header. It does suck for them that they have to pick that like preseason because it's just like if Texas A&M sucks, like well, all right, well I guess we're just fucked now. Right, but uh, I mean the the weird thing was was okay. You then you had Georgia Auburn as your two thirty. It was just fucking ridiculous. Like you could have had LSU Tennessee, but honestly, which game was better? Who knows? Um, at this point, <laughs> but uh, all right. So two thirty Ole Miss. Um, we were before the podcast. We were talking about some some other Ole Miss games that we can kind of remember back in the day. And I'm older, so honestly, Ole Miss wasn't as good. When I was yeah, tell young. Us about the 1959 game. Yeah. <laughs> well, let oh. me tell you. Let me tell you. Uh, I was at the 50. Yes, and uh, I don't know why I'm talking like this, but uh, Billy Cannon ran it down their throat. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> why am I an old Irish man now? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, the, I think one of the, some of the ones that I remember are like, um, uh, Ali Broussard set a record at the time, like a rushing record against Ole Miss. Um, obviously, the Eli Manning falling on his ass game, that was such a big game just because we hadn't been, like, that good. And Ole Miss wasn't that good for a long time, and then they had Eli Manning. Um, that was a huge game. Um, I, I saw Patrick Michelson from Bank of England. He was he had mentioned it on uh, Twitter about how uh, he went to the game, and that was one of the most like uh, anxiety-filled games that he had ever witnessed ever. Um, and I, I can imagine, I could see that, and I could see like maybe LSU, Alabama in in twenty eleven as being like one of those games. Um, but I could see that if you were at the if you were at the Ole Miss game, that was probably one of those. We started off like throwing a pick six um and had to come back but uh, we were so good and so dominant on defense it was just like even though we threw a pick six it was like fuck that sucks that was a bad start but we still feel really good like the the 2003 lsu defense felt like we had 13 guys on the fucking field at all times Mm -hmm. all year long and it was like I've never felt like that ever since. Even like the 2011 team, never felt like that. Like we were so much better than any other offense that we played. We lost to Florida that year, and I can't believe we fucking lost to them. But um, I just anyway. realized I said I, you said 13 guys on the field. I said that Derek Dooley defense, and then it, I realized that Derek Dooley was actually on that staff. Exactly, <laughs> dude. That staff, 
the staff was just uh-huh. uh, if you ever seen that picture it's like oh, i mean it's just fucking loaded with guys i mean it's history of sports it's unbelievable yeah. i mean so I, we're going to talk about this in a second but um the mount rushmore of lsu and the, so some people i know you you had started with saying skip bertman jack and like um i said no 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 coaches and I had a couple other people on Twitter say Skip Bertman. You should do Skip Bertman on there. And I'm saying, no, 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 it's only players only. And I'm and I told this to you, Charlie. It was like, if I would have had a fucking if I would allow coaches on there, fucking Nick Saban's gonna be on that fucking list. Yeah. Like, you know what he did for us? Oh my God. He's it so anyway. Um we'll brought us out of media. We'll get back there. We'll get back to that at this point. But what's some other old miss games that you can remember? Because uh, Jack, I know you know you have a few of them that are like near and dear to your heart. Yeah, I, I always my, the first two I always think of are I mean obviously 2014 was fun and I was there and all that but it gets talked about so much that you almost don't even have to mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, Fournette running wild is kind of the same way everybody mentions that every chance they get. Um, but 2010 and 2012 like never get talked about I feel like and they were both like two of the best games I've ever seen and like uh, so and they kind of run together in my head because they were such similar games just like super high scoring. Yeah. Um, I think 2010, it was like 43 to 36. Yeah, that was the that was the quarterback that transferred from Oregon to um, Ole Miss, and I forgot his name. Can you Jeremiah. hear me? Jeremiah Masoli. Yeah, Jeremiah. yeah. Yeah, so I remember that game. Uh, the 2012 game is the one where Odell took the punt return, correct? Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, I do just like awesome games. Like, And it was both – both of them were like LSU was top 10 – almost not ranked and just like didn't matter. It was going to be a good game. And you kind of felt like it was going to be a good game before it started. All right. So Ole Miss that back in that time, like right, right when you're talking about, they were so up and down. Yeah. Um, and it was, I, they were just coming off the uh, Ed Ogeron, I think. Am yeah. I, yeah. They were coming off of Ed Ogeron. Yeah. 2010. 2010 is the year that we, no, no, no. 2011 when we were really good, we beat them 59 to nothing. And that was when we um, kneeled with five minutes left. Yeah, fifty-two to three. Sorry. Yeah, we go. We no, no. It's uh, we we get all the way to the one. Yeah, and we kneel. It like, was a, over it was and a, over and over. Zach Mettenberger, twenty-five yard fucking bootleg. Yes, love that man. Don't let Zach Mettenberger run for twenty-five yards without being touched. The the still no the um, the the meme of like just the photo of us kneeling at the one with, with the five score, minutes left with the score at the bottom. Oh, and, uh, we got to post that tomorrow. Now that you, write that down, Jack. I thought we already posted it. I don't think we posted that yet. Maybe somebody no, else did. Well, we posted it last year. Um, yeah, we posted it before too. So, okay. Um, that's a great one. Um, 2014 was the Bo Wallace game, right? Yeah. That was the 10 to seven okay. game, right? Yeah. 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 I, I just I, I was kind of telling Matt that's one of my favorite ones just because like I had a lot of like so I have family that's gone to Ole Miss um, but I just remember like I'm sitting at home watching the game with my mom and she like it was the same reaction that it was almost identical to her reaction to Peyton Manning not shaking Drew Brees's hand after the Super Bowl <laughs> it was almost that that exact same reaction she was pissed. She was, she was, it was just like, there's no class. This dude, he's just being an ass. He's making an ass out of himself. It's no way. He just, this is one of the greatest games to ever play in. He's just being a dick. I was like, yeah. That was a little bit exaggerated, but that was he, he, he got completely 
like taken out from the crowd. Like he, oh, yeah. they got in his head so bad, and he was so mad, and like that was. I've never seen a, another player like get Disappear. rattled that bad. Um, yeah. We've had a couple guys do that against Alabama. Guy lined up under the wrong under the guard. Who was that? What you <laughs> that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh um, shit. It was before I was alive, I think. Matt, you don't. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. Um, I mean, that 2014 DM was fun. That 2014 team, like, such a bizarre, like, start of the year, horrible. Oh, yeah. Defense. Real bad. Defense wasn't good. Offense wasn't good. Yeah. And offense actually never got good. But um, that defense just made a complete turnaround, like, halfway through that year. You know, you held Ole Miss, great offense, to seven points. Mm-hmm. Held Alabama, in, uh, who had a really good offense that year. Blake Sims was like, uh, that offense was stupid good. Yeah, uh, Lane, Lane Kiffin did that. And, and uh, Oh, yeah, Lane Kiffin was there. That's right. Lane Kiffin turned a fucking running back into like an all-SEC quarterback. Yeah. Future <laughs> AAF player. That, that offense was crazy good. Held them to 13 points. Yeah. Uh, you would have beat Arkansas the next week uh, if we didn't score zero points that week. But I don't want to talk well, about that. So the it's giving games. Baby. Well, you're talking about the uh, the defense. I remember the 2013 defense. It was so it's so maddening because our offense was just like clicking. I mean, you had Odell and Jarvis and Zach Mettenberger, and they're opening it up and they're throwing the ball over the place. Our defense was so young that year. But you had guys like Jalen Mills and Jalen Collins. Like they were just freshmen, though. Like they just were so young, and it was like 2014. They're starting to come back a little bit and come, you know, get back into the that. First thing I always think of with that defense in 2013 is just that, uh, like DJ Welter was the starting linebacker. Yeah, like, oh. and CJ Welter, but just like not the level of athlete that we're used. Was to that have. was that Kendall Beckwith's freshman year though? I think, uh, I think so, because yeah. that was the main argument was like, get fucking DJ Welter off the field, put Kendall back with so that was middle linebacker. That was 2014. That was that turnaround at the mid season that I'm talking about. Yes. When they did it, put in Kendall Beckwith. And the he, they, they were, they were playing him at defensive end for a while. And it was like, what are we doing, bro? This is like the best linebacker, you know, on the field, not even close. Right. <clears throat> Harold Perkins. Yeah. Basically <laughs> it's a lot like that. Like, Get this guy on the field. What are we doing? Uh, you can't let Tennessee out scheme you to where you can't put one of your best defensive players on the field. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I was, and I was telling somebody this today. I was like, "Look, he, the next two weeks is where, he, like, this week, next week, and then your body, like, this week and next week, teach him how to play inside linebacker against Alabama, because." Last week and this week are going to be his best games because it's a run-heavy offense with blocking tight ends where he's going to be able to QB spy, right? That's what he does. He did it great against Mississippi State. He did it great against Florida. He had a really good game, and he had a freaking strip sack taken away from him because of some bullshit tuck rule. Fucking awesome play. He's the most athletic player we have on the field at linebacker as a freshman at 225 pounds. Yeah, That's, That's crazy. Well, we talked about it a few weeks ago. He's yeah. he's better than Devin White was at his this point in his yeah. career. And, like, this is like a freak show. These guys yeah. a freak show. I knew that. He uh, he pl- he plays special teams. He plays a lot of special teams, punt coverage and um, kickoff. Yeah. At the Florida State game, I saw 40, and I was like, 
oh, this is going to be fucking good. And then the first kickoff, he knocked that dude out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he t- he turned him over because the dude tried to jump over his blocker. And you were just like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. No, and, uh, it's fair. Those are those are the kind of guys that um, it's so weird to think about this. Those those are the kind of guys that A and M's got like stacked on their roster this year, and they still suck. Like <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like so they have bad dude, huh? They're so bad. It's hilarious. They're really bad. Like yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy that they have. They're just they're fucking loaded. They got Jacoby yeah. Matthews. They got all these guys on their on their. Sp- speaking of A and M, let's go into a little theoretics here. A little uh, a little um. The theology. <laughs> yeah. Um my bad. Like theoreticals, like okay, yeah. Can can you see LSU like what does a nine and three LSU look like at the end of the season? You know what I mean? What do you like, mean? What does that mean? So for me, it's like, do you see them being like a top twelve team at nine and three? Because I can. If you yes. keep it close versus an Alabama and a loss, I think that's probably like your highest rated three loss team. We're border at nine and three. We're borderline New Year six. Like that. Nobody. Yeah, I was saying that. I was like, you're probably going to get like a orange bowl, maybe. No, probably, uh, probably not that. Because citrus, something like citrus that. Citrus bowl. That's what I was thinking of. Citrus bowl. You're in the SEC alone. You're still going to have Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia all ahead of you. Yeah. Um, so at fourth in the SEC, you probably get the citrus bowl. And so isn't that, isn't that crazy though? That we're talking about that like. All right, so if we beat Ole Miss, which was like okay, out a couple of weeks ago, we were all like, oh, there's no fucking way we're beating Ole yeah. Miss. But like the turnaround that we just had, where our oh, fucking and, and like yeah, we're favored. Like all right, so can we talk about that? Like it comes out on Monday, we're a what was it two and a half underdog? Uh, three and, and a half, then, right? It's three, two and a half, three. By the end of the day, we're a one and a half favorite. Like. That is Vegas. <laughs> Wait, let me tell you but something. At the end of the day, we were one and a half. I think now we're like two right now. Right. But it's like that tells you Vegas is like, oh, no, no, no. This is a better matchup than you think. Yeah. Um, which is like, I mean, gives me all the confidence in the world. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's so great. I get to work on Monday. I'm working at lunch. Uh, another guy comes in. He starts working. He goes, dude. Two and a half point, three and point underdog today. I was like, all right, cool. Or for Saturday, I'm like, I take that shit. Yeah. Um, and he, I, we come back from doing something at work. He sits down and he checks the spread. He goes, we're a, we're a half point favorite right now. I'm like, what? He goes, I was like, didn't you tell me like an hour ago we were a two and a half point favorite? He's like, yeah. I was like, shit. Isn't that yeah. crazy? I mean, it just nuts to me that we're, that's where we are. And now, coming off of this win and we talked about it last week like how fucking big of a game is this like for the program but like yeah obviously coming off of this win now we start thinking okay expectations is i mean vegas says we're gonna we're i if vegas says we're beating Ole miss i'm pretty sure vegas also has us favored over obviously uab arkansas and texas a&m they don't have uh, yeah. over i don't arkansas. know actually have the the ESPN usually doesn't like show you the line until the week of the game. For yeah. sure, but I, I'm thinking when it gets to the week of the game, we would so, be favored. Right now it, it's showing the Alabama spread and the Arkansas spread. It has Alabama minus 17 um, uh-huh. right now, and Arkansas minus one. Minus one. So I, I think by the time we get to that game, I think 
they they, they beat the shit out of BYU, which is BYU. Yeah, they're looking better now that KJ Jefferson's healthy. That Arkansas is still a really good team, and I think now that they're if they that's a scary thing too. If they do get healthy, I think it's on the they have a, like four DBs out right now. Mm-hmm. If those DBs do get healthy, I think they're right back to being where I thought um, at the beginning of the season. I thought they were a top fifteen team for sure. Yeah, right. Healthy, I think they're that good. So, uh, all right, so let's uh, move on a little bit. Um, I know we didn't talk about Alabama-Tennessee. What a fucking game that was. Um, yeah. yeah, right. That, that was a big question I asked for a lot of people that didn't. I knew that didn't go um, or, you know, that were watching it on TV. Did you change – or if you didn't have multiple TVs, because, uh, Jack, I know y'all have um, y'all have Hangy and y'all have Bookie and y'all have a couple yeah. of her. Um, so um, – so. And you have what? We have Silly. Silly, hangy, and bookie. I'm yeah. surprised to know all of our. Our, all of I, our I'm, I'm I'm well aware of the uh, TV names. Yes, the <laughs> nicknames in the house. My roommates. So, there you go. <laughs> so um, podcast host. Did you change the the channel uh, to the with, LSU game from hey, the, uh, the from the Alabama Tennessee game? I'll tell you what we were doing. We we had uh, we had all three TVs on all day. Obviously, uh, <laughs> on hangy. We yeah. had uh, Hangy's the one that is Hangy's the main television. Yes. Oh, it's like a sixty-inch TV. Uh, not to brag. MBD. Um, <laughs> subtle brag. Um, we had that TV on the Bama game all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time LSU was about to kick off, we switched the Bama game to Silly, which okay. is in the way still. So. Okay. Uh, we switched Hangy back to the LSU game, uh, and it, it got a little confusing at points because. Uh, Hangy's the only one with the volume on, right? So you, you kind of just you're watching the LSU game and then you forget that the Bama game's even going on. Right. And I looked over like last second as Bama was kicking a field goal to try to take the lead. And I was like, oh shit, everybody look, everybody look. Uh and then we watched them miss. And then we forgot again and we saw Tennessee lining up to kick a game winner. Uh yeah, and then obviously it, it, they made it. So. Can I talk about that real quick? Because I'm watching it at my best friend's house. We had two TVs. We had both TVs uh, working. One, the outside one was on Bama, Tennessee, and the inside one was LSU, Florida. Mm-hmm. So like Tennessee, that. yeah. Well, I was looking at it through the window, and then I went outside to watch the uh, windy game at the end. You call, you're going to call that one windy now. Yeah. So Audi. Audi. we're watching Audi. the game. We're watching the game, and Tennessee rushes the field, and it cuts to a field camera. And there is this girl just staring down the camera and me and somebody else at the thing just out loud both go, oh, shit, she's about to flash the camera. She did? She did not. But because it cut away immediately after we said that positive she did, but we just didn't see it. Well, Um, then there's the other girl that was there was the other girl that her her boob was coming out. Um, (laughs) All right. So, you know, uh, props. But um, yeah, the game was fantastic. Uh, I know we didn't talk too much about that one, but I wanted to move on a little bit to the uh, our Twitter post today that um, a lot of people were. Everybody always has opinions on these, which are great, but like it's always like I don't know the LSU the LSU Mount Rushmore of of players. players. Okay, um, and I can hear a lot of arguments, but like if you don't tell me okay exactly who you're taking off and who you're adding. I'm not listening to you. Like yeah. I'm, you're a fucking idiot. Like you got to tell me who you want. Who's your four? And 
if if your four is stupid, I'm gonna rip you to shreds. Um, but like I think we had a good like um we had good picks. We had good I deliberation of it too. Like we had there's some there's some guys on there. So our okay, our for anybody that doesn't know, um we have Pete Maravich, uh Shaq, Joe Burrow, and then the last one was Tyrant Matthew. Yeah, I don't think you could say with our list. Obviously, Tyran's gonna uh, draw attention because he didn't for sure finish his career. Um, but like, it's hard to say that we're like just definitively wrong about it. You know what Correct. I mean? Yeah. Here's uh, my here's my and I'm gonna give you because I added Tyran. That was my pick, mm-hmm. and um, the reason why I pick him is uh, we are a football school. Um, we're dominated by football. This is the second best player we've ever had at LSU. And um, he's iconic. He was like polarizing. Um, he also, after he was kicked off the team, did everything in his power, and he still does, to be like an LSU like supporter, an alumnus. Like He gives money back. Everybody knows what his face looks like. Like, which is something that I I was actually having an argument with somebody at work. Um, they they tried to say, "What about Bob Pettit?" And I'm like, "Bob Pettit, you can't pick Bob Pettit out of a fucking lineup." Like Bob Pettit, like I understand what he did, um, but I, I I know we had other ones um, that we were talking about. Two time MVP. Two time, yeah. Eleven time All First <laughs> Team. I get it. Okay. Um, I mean, there were still bounce passes were yeah. like a big deal back then. NBA champion. Well, I mean, like, you know, but if you're going to go there, you know, Pete Maravich, like, is so good because he, like, and, and then, no, 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 I get it. He scored 44 points a game. I get all that. But, like, he's so good because he, like, invented the through-the-leg dribble. For which, sure. Uh, which is, like, just shows you, like, how bad basketball was at that time as well. All right, so Will, Will had something to say about this, like, if you even if you wanted to take the whole uh transitive like okay this guy playing in this era now like Billy Cannon's going to get broken up if he tried to run a play right now line Pete Maravich could still score right yeah yeah, yeah. what yeah true true uh and like okay even like, if you wanted to use that everything pre desegregation is like I'm with you that's got to not count although it gets weird with baseball because like you got to still count Babe Ruth and things like that in those kind of arguments. Yeah. Which, but we don't have baseball. You played in a completely different era. Um, um, even, was, even basketball at some point, I know that was 69 whenever he was there, but like, even that, like even Kentucky didn't have black players on their team yet. Like it was stuff like that happening all over yeah. the place, especially in the South. But like, yeah, Billy Cannon played in 59. And I mean, Ole Miss didn't have a guy on their team that was black guy, like from fucking Mississippi. Like yeah, it, I understand, and I, I it's nothing to take away with the legend of Billy Cannon coming on on Ole Miss week. Obviously, it's a big deal, but like, and I understand he's got a statue, all these things. He won the Heisman Trophy, but like, if you're talking about actual like best players ever and icons all at the same time, like you can't you can't win an argument with me telling me Billy Cannon over Tyron Matthew. Same thing with Billy Cannon. I fuck. I couldn't pick Billy Cannon out of a lineup. I've seen. I've seen him when he looked when he was twenty. Well, I but, could. I could. Yeah. And I. But I think you. You would want his. Uh, you would want him in uniform and things like right. that. If you just take his fucking face and pl- plant it somewhere, like you're gonna see Tyron Matthew, and you're gonna know that's the honey badger. 
So um, for Tyron Matthew, I think I took him off of mine just because I was like, I want to throw a baseball player in here because, I mean, shit, Ben McDonald, uh, Todd Walker, like we, uh, Kevin Gosman. We've had plenty of guys. Uh, you lost me at Kevin Gosman. Go ahead. I'm not, but I'm not saying he's on there. But I'm saying we've had plenty of great baseball players. All right, I, so let's, ben let's, let's talk about baseball. Me. Let's talk about baseball because either Ben McDonald or Eddie Furness, and that's that's the end of the list for baseball. I don't think it's even Eddie. Like I, you're talking to like I mean I grew up in this fucking era and I fucking love LSU sure. baseball because of Gorilla Ball and all that. But like even. Even Ben McDonald, we've had Ben McDonald on the podcast. Like Ben McDonald was the number one pick of the draft. They didn't win the championship whenever he was there. Uh, that was kind of we were still up and coming with Skip Bertman. Right. Um, I mean, guys that I could talk about. Ben McDonald to me is going to have to be on the top of a baseball list. Uh, but then you're going to have guys like um, uh, Todd Walker is definitely on top of that list. Um, guess what? Todd, Todd Walker only won one championship. Um, so just for argument's sake here, uh, why Alex Bregman? I why mean, that's another one. Not get to be on because his team didn't win a championship, but Tyron Matthew never won a championship either, and he's on the list. Just, I, for, just no, no, I get it. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's great. So if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about okay, who are we gonna place replace Tyron Matthew on that list? To me, the only options are Ben McDonald Simone and Augustus. maybe Simone Augustus. Right. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Like, and that's only because you're trying to be fair to the other sports. But when I talk about guys like Tyron Matthew and the attention and notoriety and marketing and dollars that he just completely brought to your to your your school, it's not even fucking close. LSU marketed Tyron Matthew even after they took him off the team. Absolutely. They, they were selling Tyron Matthew number seven jerseys well into like a year and a half after he was gone. Right. Like, but also just notoriety and, and knowing who this person is like Todd Walker. Like I know who Todd Walker is. He was a legend I, when I was growing up, but like, cause I like do that many people, do that many people. Like if, if, if Todd Walker walked into fucking Fred's, like are people going to know who Todd Walker is? If Tyron Matthew walked into Fred's like, it's that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's just fucking legends. Like, you know what I mean? The sorority girl test. If you put yeah. Todd Walker in front of a sorority girl nowadays, she she wouldn't know. But Tyron Matthew, I guarantee you, if they even know anything about LSU football, they knew anything, anything about just football in general. They knew who Tyron Matthew is. All right. right? This, now we're talking about a good Fred's test. OK, so like we don't even if we're going down this road, uh, no one's going to know who Pete Maravich is. That, yeah, I can see that. Uh, but but I think there's other. Like, I think there's other. Yeah, no, no. I, but I think that's the list. But we're talking about one like parameter where there's yeah. other parameters, which is like, okay, this guy was a, he's the fucking record holder of all time and will never be touched, and is a top fifty basketball player of all time in the history of the sport. Like, um, I mean, he's NBA top fifty. Like, all right, out the box podcast. Love those guys. See them all the time. They they commented on our tweet um, and they said that uh, you know I think that we need to add a few more people. Uh, Simone Augustus needs to be on there. And what I would do is I would take Tyron Matthew off. And I think he said I think he said add Billy Can or no, no add take Tyron Matthew off and add Ben McDonald. Yeah. Uh, but his other one, which I fucking lost it, take Shaq off and add Simone Augustus. 
how you can take Shaq off makes yeah. No what sense. are we talking about? That's uh-huh. my same. It's my Shaquille same. Shaquille O'Neal, test. right? Shaq, like, <laughs> like he's the number one alumnus of all time of almost any school. Like yeah, everybody knows yeah. who Shaq is. Like, I'm trying to think of one school who Shaq wouldn't replace their number one alumnus. And with. I don't remember where he fell on like the top fifty of all time NBA basketball players, but he's like literally one of the best players in the North sports Carolina. history. Like, right. well, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just trying to think of like popularity wise, other than like, just because of Jordan's, like would Shaq replace Jordan at North Carolina kind of thing? No, no. I don't think so. No, I was just but saying Michael like, Jordan's. Yeah. yeah Michael Jordan's on a different level. But yeah, but like, as far as like, okay, He's still out there. He's still on commercials. Everybody knows who Shaq is. Like, yes, yeah. he's the number one alumna, alumnus in our school. I don't think there's even a single football player who, like, Shaq can touch Shaq. Any no. football player. Joe thinking, Burrow is, doesn't yeah. come close. Everybody loves Joe Burrow. He doesn't come close to Shaq. And maybe one day he might. If Joe Burrow wins a couple Super Bowls. Maybe one day he might. But not right now. Not even close. But, but I don't see Joe Burrow being, like, the TV personality that Shaq is. No, I think that's no. like the biggest part of what makes Shaq so marketable. And it's Shaq just, still just, talks about LSU. I mean, this is so far removed. Comes to Fred's all the time. Yeah, DJ Shaq. Exactly. Exactly. I, like, it's just unbelievable that a doctor. <laughs> like, all right, much <laughs> love to much love to baseball and to women's basketball. It's just, um, but they they just can't get on this. It's four fucking players, like four people. You, how are you going to take off? Shaq and Pete Maravich, who are just like to me, like these are like all-time legends of the sport in general. Right. Um, it's not just LSU; it's just in general. Like uh, this all. All right, let me let me back up. This all came from an Auburn tweet today because Auburn posted their um, their uh, Mount Rushmore, and theirs had three people on there that you would you would think of: Bo Jackson, Frank Thomas, and Charles Barkley were on the three. Yeah. Then for their fourth, they added, and I don't even know who this person was because they didn't say their name. It, I think it was a women's basketball player. And that was the fourth person. And Auburn Twitter is like up in arms because they didn't put Cam Newton on the list. Like it to me, it was so easy. Bo Jackson, Cam Newton, Frank Thomas, and Charles Barkley are the four guys. And they were trying to be, it was probably politically correct. They're adding a female on there. Which fine, but it's not a Mount Rushmore, right? Like, I get it, but like, I love Simone Augustus. I think Simone Augustus is one of the best women's basketball players of all time. But like, right. I, I, I mean, it's Torrey Matthew. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, he always won the fucking Heisman Trophy as a defensive player. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, I asked this earlier. I don't think anyone responded in the group chat, or at least I didn't check. Um, would Mondo Duplantis count then? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I mean, yeah. I, is, he's is, the greatest pole vaulter in the history of the world. So he's the best in his sport. That's one That's one criteria, obviously, that needs to be on there, right? Best. Yeah. Correct. But, no I mean, do people know who he Yeah. Do people know who he is? Like. Right. No, that's the question. I would recognize him, no doubt. For sure. And I we I, I think we would he probably recognize exactly Ant- his brother. I think you'd probably recognize Antoine before you recognize yeah. Mondo. That's what I was about to say. I was like, Antoine's pretty well known. Yeah, yeah. 
Alex Bregman, to me, if you want to go recency bias, that might be one guy who because he's tearing it up in the pros, but he was like, he was uh, unbelievable in college. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, but if I mean, you know, just you know, you know, what would be a good one is to do a Mount Rushmore of current LSU players. Split it up. Oh. No, we might just do Mount Rushmore's for a long time. It'd be uh, part of my take all. Yes, do an entire summer of them. <laughs> We're just gonna steal their shit. Mount Rushmore of coaches, LSU coaches. Skip Nick. Skip Nick. Yeah. Um. Oh. Um. No. 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 Uh. Yeah. Gymnastics coach. Um. Dd bro. Dd. She's got to be up there. Gotta be up there. I hate I when people like say it. they. She's gotta be up there. It's like, it, but it's just not. Yeah, beautiful. let's go. Come on, let's. Yeah. Um. Like to be yeah, a misogynist or anything, but uh, it's just not doing it. Well. You should see Facebook right now. Facebook's on fire. They're just like, why? Why, why is no Billy Cannon on there? Like. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to sell. I don't want to tell them they're racist, but. <laughs> All right, so let's get to um, LSU Ole Miss scores. Yeah. All right, we got to yeah. do that. Um, I totally forgot. I post mine today. Uh, what do y'all got? Go ahead, Charlie. Um, I was actually going to see if you would answer first because I'm thinking, but uh, give me 45 to 37. 45 37 LSU, I assume. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I can see. Okay. I can see it, maybe. But the way both defenses are playing and LSU's offense, hopefully they're, you know, we, I mean, do you think doing something similar? Do you think Ole Miss's defense is better than Florida's? Yeah, I think they're a lot more balanced of a defense. Are they? Are they I, I think this is his best I've defense he's had at Ole Miss so far, too. It's a great By question. Long no, it's far. a great question. Oh, dude, their defense last year was fine. Their I thought their defense was good last year. They had that like, linebacker in the middle, and I think he shored everything up for them. I don't see their defense doing that much good this year. Uh, yeah. I mean, they had a good game against Kentucky, but last week against Auburn, Auburn's offense is awful. They scored 34 points. They ran for over 300 yards. Um, they had no idea what to do with Robbie Ashford, which is like Robbie Ashford's not a good quarterback. So, no. um, well, hey, we didn't do great against Robbie Ashford. We did a hell of a lot better than uh, Ole Miss. Oh, him. Ole Miss got ripped up by Robbie Ashford. I mean, Tank Bidsby and uh, Jock West Hunter also had great days. Well, and Auburn didn't score in the second half on us. That's also true. Um, yeah, I think, oh, I, I think, I think, I think Auburn, I mean, Auburn averaged like eight yards a carry or something like that for the game. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I'm stalling because I'm trying to figure out what my score is. Um, I, I think I <sighs> this score sounds so wild, but I it's just like it's the score I come to when I try to like do the the football math in my head. Yeah. Shoot 48 to 45. 48-45. I just don't see how either team, because I mean, I have faith in our defense, but I don't see how we're going to get that many stops. I don't think it's a great matchup for us with when I'm questionable about our DB play. Um, I see. I'm worried. I'm still worried about them just going to get, they, I know, I know, no, nobody's really done that to us, but I just, I just feel like Ole Miss can gash us up the middle. Well, that's what I'm worried about because I don't think we have a good enough DBs to like stack the box. Yeah. So I think that they're either going to be able to run the ball all day, or we're going to get beat over the top. I think. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what the hell we're even going to do on. You guys score points. 
Yeah, like at the end of the day, on the fucking points. Uh, that would be the courtesy automotive group keys to the game. Score a lot of points. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, take the over. That's all I'm saying. I agree. What 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 is the over under? Do we sixty-six and a half? Sixty-six and a half. Oh my god. Hell yeah. I think all of ours are gonna crush it. Um all right, so mine is first pick I can't fade. Yeah. Mine is LSU. <laughs> my first LSU, pick you can't fade. LSU thirty-five, Ole Miss thirty-one. No, and be. um it's still covered. Well, no. Cover the total. It's sixty oh, six. Just under. Oh my god. <laughs> uh yeah, I didn't mean that on purpose, but uh yeah, yeah but- I and I'm just thinking of like, okay, if we're gonna win this game, I think that's gonna have to be how it is. Like, you know, we can oh. get some turnovers, maybe we can run hold 68. them. Sixty-eight. So I definitely lost. Okay, um, but I, <coughs> I have some confidence going off of uh, the Florida game, offensively, uh, defensively, I can see them kind of getting into us a little bit, but I. I'm hoping at home it makes a difference. I know that didn't really matter against Tennessee, but this isn't Tennessee that we're playing this week. But yeah. I'm just I, if if they're able to gash us up the middle, it all bets are off. Like it's they'll win by uh, a touchdown or if that's not more. Let, let me edit my pick so that we can all fade it. Um, Jack, what were you I'm saying? What like were you saying, Jack? I don't we... that I mean because I'm expecting them to gash us up the middle, and I'm still picking the score the way that I have it. I, I think that they'll get to like. 200 to 250 yards rushing, but I think that their defense isn't capable of getting stops. Um, and if, I mean, this is all assuming that last week wasn't like just a one, one week kind of thing. If the offense, you know, actually continues to progress, which it looks like it will, um, and Kayshawn's, you know, back, um, and just Jaden's slinging that rock, uh, confidently, uh, I don't think they're going to be able to get stops and I think we'll be able to get scores when we want. Um, and I think our defense will be able to get one or two like key crucial stops. I think that's going to be the difference. Is that- I think that and, and maybe turnover. Um, yeah. I, we haven't gotten any turnovers really this year. It didn't right. feel like so. and something, something big about Ole Miss is uh, Jackson darts only been sacked three times this year. Uh, yeah. Cause they take so much fucking pressure off your pass rush right. with these zone reads. Yeah. Right. It's uh, brilliant. So, you know, if you can get home to him and if you can cause turnovers, I do think that Ole Miss is going to have to play from behind a lot. Yeah. Um, which I think, again, just favors us. Yep. All right. Okay. Let me edit my pick. Let me edit. My okay. Pick. Edit, edit. Pick. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, LSU 35, Ole Miss 21. 35 well, to 21. Yeah. Fuck Ole Miss. <laughs> that is Fair a huge target. edit. Yeah. Up. I mean, Leonard we're under Fournette, Leonard Fournette's running over guys again, all over the all over the place. Uh, um, wait, like, hang on. Um, Thirty-five to twenty-one. Thirty-five, twenty-eight. There you go. Thirty-five, twenty-eight. Jesus Christ, Charlie! All right, all right. We're still. <laughs> That's enough. Still fade. I'm done. I'm done. All right. Thirty-five, twenty. Are you gonna remember that tomorrow when I text you? Yeah, I am. Okay, so you're gonna go with that one, or you're gonna go option C. Well, so Jesus like we've Christ. done it a couple different times where I have a different one on the podcast, a different one on the text. Okay. Right. Because in the text, I, it's always that's the one that we fade. Right. That's yes. the one because that's the one you post. So okay. I think on here, I'm I'm still going like 45, 37, or 38 or whatever. But text tomorrow, it's going to be 35, 28. My, my score is going to change on my text tomorrow. By the way, because it's I, not going to. No, it is. It is. I came up with that like just. Y'all are ridiculous. I came up with that spur of the moment just now. Okay. Um, I'll allow it. That's fine. I'll allow it. Um, so. we'll we'll get our scores uh, accumulated in the um 
in the uh, calculations and all that. Yeah, we'll post those. Um, all right. Um, a couple of our sponsors we need to talk about. Um, Bocock Brothers Cigars. They will be at Fred's. I haven't talked to him yet, but I know he's going to be at Fred's. He um, is going to come hang out with us. And um, we have a couple of boxes on the way, I believe, as well. So appreciate those guys. BocockBrothers.com. Uh, go check them out. They're at Churchill's, Havana Port, uh, and... Um, and at Cigar Den uh, in Baton Rouge. So there's a few places you can go get these locally, or you can go on their website and you can order anything online as well. Uh, so we appreciate Doug and the guys over at Bocock Brothers Cigars, big LSU fans. So uh, also, uh, we mentioned them earlier, Brandon Lejan over at Courtesy Automotive Group and Courtesy Buick GMC. Uh, Brandon has been a huge supporter of the podcast. Uh, you can call him. You see him there, 337 224 1867 courtesyautomotive.com. Also, go check him out on Facebook. Uh, Brandon Lejan, you see his name right there. Um, if you ever message him on Facebook or if you want to send him a text, like it right there on the screen, uh, you can do that and he can hook you up with a car. If you're looking for something in particular, you can find it, search for it, all that kind of stuff for you, too. So, appreciate those guys. Um, all right, so courtesy's been with us for over two years now. They have, they were the, the OG sponsor. Um, I know. So uh, we appreciate those guys. Um, we were talking about gumbo. It's gumbo weather. Uh, Brandon Brandon just made a gumbo. He posted it a little while ago. Uh, he commented with me on it because I, I want a thick roux. Give me a thick, mm-hmm. dark roux. I want Don't come roux. at me with this fucking light roux shit. Blonde roux. Yes. Nah, screw that. I want rich. I want it to look like pudding. And then you add all your juices and all that kind of shit. So anyway, just my two cents. Um, okay, so we'll wrap it up. Um, hopefully it's a great week for us. Uh, we'll have a good time at Fred's. Y'all come meet us up at Fred's, uh, be a huge party on Saturday morning. Uh, for interviews. yeah, for char- those, go ahead. If you're one of those people who you don't know where you're going to go tailgate and kind of just bounce around. Go yes. to Fred's. Oh, it's going to be, uh, this Start is the week. Fred. This is the week for that. For it's sure. going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Go to Fred's um, after the game after we win. That's yeah. right. We'll do it back and forth. Um, all right. So for Charlie, owning the keys, and you got Jackie over here. It has been one T one podcast. Logging out. Rockin' the boat You think you get away with political crimes But come